Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Yes, she did. Yes, she did. Good morning and aloha. And yes, ah, I feel a warm Hawaiian breeze. And mahalo in advance. Pushing through the... From yeah, the ma- past into the future. Yeah, does mahalo mean... Oh no, that's aloha. means both hello and goodbye. I'll give you the dictionary later Thank when Raven... Thank you. Ma- oh, yes. is our guest today. Oh! She's going to teach us some Hawaiian. Is she? Yes. I'm very excited. Our guest, Raven O. Boy Raven Bar- O. Boy Bar Beauty. Wow. Bardo legend. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Old, old she story old. of, uh, Herstory. East Village. Yeah, Herstory in advance. Yeah. It's, sorry, I said she-story. Uh, though, sure. uh, it's, it's because we're actually, we're coming to you, uh, from the past, uh, on, on sh- pre-Sheaster weekend, but... This so if Thursday, April 27th is still around, here we are. Yes, yes. If the world hasn't imploded <laughs> by then, uh, if, uh, if we're not banned in Florida Hopefully then, Trumpy Dumpty has fallen off his wall I by now. I hope so. Anywho, anyhoozles, we're gonna. Are you hey, down? Li- are you down? Yeah, yeah. Are you down? I'm, 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 I'm down. Let's go down. I'm down. Are you down? Let's go down. All right. To Love Town. You're listening to Yes, She Did.
think I seem just a little bit conceited, but I really think I've simply been convinced. I can't just accept your values and I get a little heated when you tell me that my values don't make sense. I'm tired of guys who think I'm corny and the guys who say I'm square. I take the time to check them out and find them that I'm aware. And I kinda like me, yeah, I kinda like me. A lonely trip that gets harder every day And if you don't find good company, it's sad So I sure would like to have someone to help me on my way But I don't need someone helping me do bad I just want to live like happy, help somebody else feel good But I won't have someone telling me I don't think like I should Just where I've been And I'm pretty set on what I'd like to be But wherever I am going There is one thing that I'm sure of When I reach my destination I must be free Reach across things as I see them And to see them for myself I cannot live someone else's life And put mine on a shelf Bus fare transpass, that's the way my money lasts. Ain't got no 
it melted, nice try. I'm not that demanding, I have sin or danger. I just want a token that can't go to waste.
she did. Yes, she did. I, I played Madonna. Can you believe it? Madudu. I mean, you know, a broken clock is right twice a day. So uh, you gotta you gotta give it to her when she. Props deserved. and praises to Axwell on that mix. I was gonna say, yeah, it really wasn't all of much of her work as it was Although, Axwell. But. Trey put in the Janet. I did mash a little a little Herb Albert and Janet Jackson. Give me some Nita Aviance. Yes. Yes, yeah. I was, uh, uh, like we said, Lent is over, so I'm back on that herb. Oh, Lord. Albert, that is. But we're not here to talk about that. We are here to talk with one of our very, very favorite people, uh, a legend uh, of legends. Several decades. Yes. Well, <laughs> we don't, we don't want to spook all her stuff. But, no, uh, it's all right, I yeah. think. Alright, well, yeah. well, without any further ado-do, it is the one, the only, Raven O. Raven, thank you so much for joining Hello. us. Oh, it's so... Ooh, ooh, she's... Oh, wait, oh, there's a gosh. bonus. You said you weren't going to sing. I know, I wasn't expecting this. <laughs> so you must be feeling better. We got to talk to your people now, get that clearance. I'm feeling much, I'm feeling much better, yes, I am. Oh, I, good. I, oh, I got good. up early, and I just, um... You know, I had some some nice fresh water. I went to the oh. gym a little bit and did a little workout. And I'm just lying on my bed talking to you. Oh, how intimate! Hi. Hi, hi, aloha, aloha from aloha um from Hawaii. Oh yes. Hawaii, how, yes. How are things in Hawaii? It's beautiful. It's wonderful. I mean, it's like we're coming. It's the end of our our winter, which means the rainy season, and it's um, it's perfection. It's beautiful. Oh, right. Nice. So let's let the folks know where in Hawaii you are. I am actually. I we live in Waikiki, right um, across from the zoo. So every <laughs> day around every day around ten. A.M. Um, I can hear my relatives making noise. <laughs> they're feeding. They're feeding the monkeys. Every so, day. so, so you always monkeys, you so always like, know oh. when you always know when bunnies in town. I was that just way. gonna say, is that how she broke oh, her foot? She came for a vacation this summer. Oh right. Around like she was. Yeah, yeah. She called me. And she said, "Girl, I'm LA. So I met her. We had donuts. <laughs> Right. Oh. oh my God. I was like, "What do you want? What do you want? What do you How want many?" She goes, "Let's get some donuts." So she she got we got donuts. So I took her to donuts. Like what, donut King. What was the body count like? It was a box of donuts. It was a it was a box of donuts. Was the body count okay? Whole fair box. enough. Wow. Ooh, wow. <laughs> Maybe that's how she broke her foot. You know, we're, we're coming at. That you was from... after she. <laughs> that was after she broke her foot. She had oh. just her hoof. You mean? Oh wow. Oh no! So let's. You I, know said, what? I, remember, I remember when she told me she broke her foot. I was like, "Oh my goodness, you have to go to the vet and get that fixed." Yeah, Easter has <laughs> been canceled. We're, we're coming. We're coming at you from the past into the future. Yes, because this show yes. will be this show will be aired. On the on Thursday, yeah, April twenty seventh. Let's just pretend like oh, we know what's happened since then. Yeah, oh, let's just pretend it's live. Yeah, wasn't it? Wasn't that crazy? How Donald Trump tripped and fell off the Empire State <laughs> Building. Now we don't have to wait for the end of that cycle. <laughs> exactly. I, I, I yeah. Actually, I, 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 I never refer to it by its name. That's true. That orange mess. That's that's uh, taking yes, up I call, real I estate. I refer to it as the orange bag of. Sh- 
Yes. Well, speaking of of bags of well fabulosity, I don't know. That was a terrible transition. We uh, we want to tell the children at home who uh, who may not be as familiar with you because uh, they they weren't here for it. Um, but but they were but, they're just sperm. Exactly. But but for those children uh, who weren't here before you relocated to Hawaii, uh, tell tell them a little bit about uh, your uh, your old days back here uh maybe not so much in brooklyn but uh in the in the east village and uh all over new york city i actually lived in um i think i lived in almost every borough i I think i I originally was living in the in the west village in greenwich but well i wasn't really living anywhere Uh, when i first came to new york was in the 80s and i was um homeless throughout the whole 80s and part of the 90s but um i'm raven oh i'm old and uh, I've been around for a long time in the nightclub world and the cabaret world and theater and stuff like that. I, um, well, let me see. I've worked at the Boy Bar for a while and I've worked at every single nightclub starting with the Limelight. Opened that with um, my best friend, Patrick Briggs, at the time. We were called Tempest and Torment. And then, you know, with Boy Bar, Premier Club area or every club i mean every club that you can imagine all the big ones and i went we i had joey arias myself and um, sherry vine and Shade davis we had a a night called bardo uh throughout the 90s which was for about over about 10 years and it was like a live cabaret show and you know all in drag and uh i am I, I, I pretty much done anything you could imagine as far as show business and performing and art and stuff like that in New York City and around the world. So, and, just, and now I'm just kind of the old queen retired in Hawaii with my feet in the ocean and just kind of like enjoying myself. Once in a while, I'll go visit friends and stuff like that, especially in New York City because, you know, I have family in New York. So, Of course. Like you. Like yes. you. My family in yes. New York. Like you people. Aww. Yes. Well, we miss you and... Um, your retirement plan sounds great. Where do I sign up yeah, for that? Yeah, exactly. How do we get our, our condo in Hawaii? <laughs> well, you know what? I didn't re- I didn't plan to retire. I was forced to retire because I got um, ill because I have a um, degenerative bone disease oh. in my spine. And um, I was on tour with a show, and um, I did like two years of the show. And the last six months, um, it got really bad. And I was like, what's going on? Like, why am I in so much pain? And then... And um, the show was a very difficult show because I was the lead in it, and I was on stage like 98% of the time. And I was with all these, it was singing and dancing and all kinds of crazy shit. And we went to like 70 different countries. Wow. And um, I finally went to a doctor, and they were like, oh, well, you're, you got this. It's, it's, it's hereditary. My dad had, had it, my grandfather, my brother has it. My sister, you know, it's just kind of like dumb, you know, it's... It's degenerative, degenerative bone disease, hereditary degenerative bone disease. And then I found out I had kidney disease as well because, you know, she used to do a lot of in the 80s and 90s. Oh, well, <laughs> you know, it all uh, it all goes to catch up with us one day, kids, as I, yeah, as I you always know, say. You know, you know that, so I was forced to, I decided, well, I can't do, I can't do contracts anymore. I can't do like 10 shows a week anymore. I can barely do you know one or two shows a week because of this. Because so 
So I said, I, I, I've got to retire from this and just kind of focus on my health. So I just, that's what, that's what I did. So, and I just went back full time to painting. Because oh. um, I, was, I was a painter before anything else. I, I, but then I segue into the performing arts. And now I'm just painting. I've had a few shows here. And I think I'm going to hopefully have a show in New York soon by the summer. Nice. But um, yeah, just been doing that. Yeah. Well, please keep us posted on that because we. I will. Yes, we are. We are patrons of the art. Take it, uh, kids. I know you listen to the show and you hear Gant and I rant and rave, but we're two classy individuals. We we have, we appreciate the finer things in life. Um, but I, I do want I do want to talk about your life and um, I mean, uh, I take it you originated in in Hawaii and now you're back. Um, yeah, I'm, how, I'm a native. I'm native Hawaiian, actually. So, so how did you I make how did you make that gigantic move from Hawaii to to way all over in New York City? Because that's that's not a, a short flight. That's coast to coast, and that's, then that's coast, coast to coast, coast to coast. To coast. To coast. Yeah, that's, that's, I know. Well, you know what's really interesting is that all throughout my childhood, I always felt a lot of like very displaced and not really comfortable where I was because I was mm-hmm. always feeling like I don't really belong here although I did and I just then I got involved with um, theater and eventually I was uh, started dancing with a dance company contemporary dance company here and I decided I was going to go to London actually I was studying, when I graduate from high school I'm going to go to London and I met my best friend Patrick Briggs and um, he and I started working just like this hanging out in he was from California originally, and oh, um, we were just always inseparable. We decided he went to New York one summer for a little, like, two weeks vacation, and he came back, and he convinced me to go to New York. Ah. He said, no, let's go, to New- let's go to New York first, and I didn't want to go to New York. I actually wanted to get out of the United States. I wanted to go to Europe and, you know, and dance at the Royal Ballet because my dream was to dance ballet. Ah. And he said, no, let's go to New York. Let's go to New York, and from New York, you can go to London. Because he he was a, he went to New York, he met some really cool people, and I said okay. So he had no money, and I was because I was working nonstop. So I bought him his ticket, and he went. And then I came to New York because I entered a dance contest, and the winner got a prize to go to New York, and I won. Oh wow! And, um, that's how I got to New York. I remember I told when I told Patrick that I was going to enter this dance contest. So when I we got him the ticket, he said, "What about your ticket?" And I said, oh, I'm, there's this dance contest I'm going to enter. He's like, well, what if you lose? I'm like, I'm not going to lose. I'm going to win. And I won. <laughs> that's the attitude to have, that kids. Is, that's, that's yes, she did. Yeah, it. But that, yeah I mean, my attitude has always been like, well, you know what? I, I, I never went to art school. I didn't go to theater school. I didn't have it. You know, my family was poor, so we had no money. So I said, I don't care. I'm still going to do it. So I just did it. And I just, I just you know, muscled my way in. I was the very first show I ever did. Oh. You know, I was I went to a dance audition. I didn't know how to. I didn't go to dance class, but I still walked up to the front and stood there, and I learned the stuff as best as I could. And then the choreographer for the, the you know, that, that musical said, "You know, you need to go to class, but you're really good, and really, really good. Why don't you come and take my class? Because she was also a teacher, and you don't have to pay because I think you have a lot of potential." Wow! And then I said, "Okay." So I took I took her class. And a year later, I was teaching her class, and you know, I was doing shows and wow. choreographing, and yeah, I was like, I was really kind of 
well, I haven't changed. I was always pretty aggressive and very like, <laughs> ambitious. <laughs> Again, with you. Yeah, <laughs> you, that's the, that's very, the way. I was, very, I was that, but yeah, I was always pretty much like, "Fuck it, I'll just do it, whatever." So, like, how did you? you do that. So, so how did you then transition? Fr- not transition, transition. Uh, but you know, how did you go from working in the in the bright lights into the nightlifes? Well, when I came to New York, I you know for the first few months I you know and I was homeless so I was on the street going from one place to another sleeping on the street sleeping in you know many very the kindness of strangers you know and um, wow. and just doing all that and then finally when I finally got a place this I, I, I had a roommate which this, that story is another that roommate lasted about two maybe maybe a month because we got into a fight, a little, uh, literally a fist fight, Ooh, and then I a little threw me out. He threw me out of the. Sh- yeah, I was very like, oh god, I was, that was a really horrible. Like I, I, I grew up. My dad was a boxer, so we grew up, oh. you know, fighting a lot. You know, so I was like, if you with me, I would just turn the face. You know, pug- like that, a pugilist kind of in a, the streets know, and a lady in the yeah, sheets in the or whatever. Yes, a little a, a queen in the street. So. At this one point, my friend said, why don't we go to this um, dance class? And I went to a dance class, and um, I started going to different studios, and I was getting like, scholarships at all these studios. And then I would go to auditions, finally, and it was incredibly strange because I would get cast, I would get called back constantly, constantly, you know, okay, called back, and I just wanted to dance and be in the chorus. And then they, always, they would ask me to read for a lead and I was like I don't want to do that because I, I want to dance but but I would do it and then it would have me back but then I wouldn't get the job and it just happened constantly and I noticed that every time it was the final call it was always the same demographic it was always like maybe like 10 white boys mm-hmm. two black guys and maybe you know there was no real they would cast light skin black as play Hispanic roles, you know what I mean? And yeah. It was very, it was very, it was very racist. I was going to say, racist. not a whole lot has changed yeah. on Broadway, let's be real. Yeah. No, no, it hasn't changed much. They act like it has, but not really. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Then I auditioned for this one show, musical, and I had stopped auditioning, and my friend told me, you need to go and audition for this show. It was the original version of La Casha Foe on Broadway. Oh, wow. They were doing the... It was already open, but they were doing the replacements, so the second cast on Broadway and the first cast of the touring company. And all my friends are like, "You have to audition for this. You would be perfect for it." Yes. So I went and I auditioned. I went. And I auditioned, and they called me back, and I was like, "Oh my god, I think I got this." And um, they asked me to read for a part. I read for a part, and then the final callback. They, they told me that congratulations, you're gonna do. And be on Broadway, oh playing in this part, and I was just really—I couldn't believe it. And so I called my parents, and there was no cell phone. And remember, I was—I was homeless, so I had to call on, the, on a payphone, collect to tell my parents that, you know, I got into a Broadway show, and they—they um, they didn't care because they're Hawaiian. They're like, "Oh, that's nice." <laughs> <laughs> they're like, "Oh, that's nice." Did you eat today? Yeah. <laughs> Right. More yeah, importantly, totally clueless. My mother and my dad are like, "Oh, that's nice, fun, that's nice." And uh, they told me they was gonna call me in a week, and I had to sign contracts and start rehearsals, and I was all excited. And they called me in a week, and I picked up, um, you know, 
uh, I was staying with my, this friend of mine, and they called his his place, and I answered the phone. And I was really, I knew, I was really excited, and they told me, "I'm sorry, we we decided to go with somebody else." <gasps> oh. And I just was, and I was like, "What?" And they told me, "This is really hilarious because the character." If you remember the show, the movie, or even the play, there's a character yeah. in there, the, 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 the manservant. It's usually a very flamboyant yes. character. That's the part I got. Yeah. And, um, it, and on Broadway at the time, they had a, a black actor playing that character. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and, but the, he was playing the character, or the character was actually supposed to be like Colombian or Puerto Rican or something like that. But he was this light-skinned black guy that was playing this part. So I auditioned for it, and they and I, they told me I got it, and then they told me after a week we sorry we're sorry we're going to go with somebody else, and I asked them why, and they actually told me I wasn't ethnic looking enough. What? So wow. After that, I decided that's it. I'm not doing Broadway. I'm not doing theater. I don't know what I'm going to do. And then the, the limelight opened, and my best friend <laughs> and I, Patrick, we used to go there a lot, and. This guy named Malcolm Kelso was artistic director of the Limelight. This is before Club Kids. This is way before. It was like this period before the Club Kids, and then the, the uh, you know the the Club Kids era. And um, well, this was also originating like boy. When was Boy Bar started? Yeah, this is before Boy, boy Bar came in later, like in the ah. year, much later, years before. This is when the Limelight first opened. That's pre BB. It's very first um, year. And Malcolm saw Patrick and I. Patrick and I used to go out all the time, really dressed up, like very what you know now kids what kids wear now. We did back then, but very, better. I would dress in not in drag. It was more like very androgynous, but everybody thought I was a girl. But then they would be like, "Oh my God, that's not a girl. It's a boy." And I just was like, "Yeah, whatever." And he saw us and he hired us, and we were the first go-go the go-go dancers at the limelight. He built us a giant podium, and we were like actually under contract there. And that's how I got into the club scene. Everybody saw me and saw us, and they would book us all over. At every every club that opened, we would open the clubs and work at all the clubs. And then, you know, Malcolm found out that I was a singer and dancer and all this stuff, and then I started staging stuff and choreographing shows, and, and it just grew from there. And the boy bar thing happened because I, uh, I, Patrick and I did a special night there, a special performance there, but as our characters, Tempest and Torment, which wasn't drag, it was more androgynous, kind of like, you know, gender And uh, it, nobody was really doing that. Most people were doing either drag or not drag, you know, that kind of thing. It was, unless you were going to the goth clubs or the, you know, different, you know, the dance period, you saw a lot of, you know, kind of androgynous people. And But this is the gay nightlife, which, which was more, it was either you're either a, a clone or back then they would call them chickens, you know, yes. all the young kids, or you're a bustle boy, or a gym bunny, or, you know, all these, or a drag queen. And then there was us. We were like these weird things. So we did a show at the boy bar, and we did a strip show. We would strip, and um, I, I, and I was notorious because I would destroy wherever I would work. I would, like, break glass and throw bottles and Uh-oh. be very, like, punk rock. Because I was really into punk, so I was like, a, you know, and Patrick was, you know, into it as well. So, but Matthew Casting from the Boy Bar loved us and said, oh, and loved me and asked me if I would, you know, want to do more shows there. 
And I said, no, I'm not really interested because I don't, I don't really want to do drag. I'm not into drag. I do, I, I do my, my performance art kind of weird shit. Ah. And he said, well, would you be interested in like choreographing me the choreographer for the, my shows and help me direct the shows and stuff? So that's how I started. I started as the choreographer of the boy bar ah. and, um, and director. And one day, Princess Deandra and Connie and I can't remember the third Connie Fleming. queen. They were going to do um, the Supremes, you know, Diana Ross and the Supremes. So I choreographed it for them. And the third queen didn't show up for the show. And then Matthew threw me in drag and said, you're going to be the third, the, the third Supreme. And we did it. And I choreographed all the shows and, um, and trained all the girls how to dance. It's because most of them couldn't dance and couldn't they had two left feet. Because, you know, a lot of the queens are not. They, you know, they, you know, it was the story of drag and you know our our community, and that's how I became like the mother of the boy bar. And then eventually, um, Matthew said, "You need to do a show," and I was like, "Ugh!" <laughs> and he posted, he actually made me do a show. And um, but before that, I went on tour with uh, my friend Raphael and Sylvain Sylvain from the New York Dolls. He had his own band. Oh, wow. And I toured with it, and I went on tour with him and as his singer, one of the singers. And during that tour, that's how I got my name because the guys in the band said, your name, you can't go around calling yourself. My, my legal name is Gregory. We can't call you Greg on stage. That's just not going to work. So you have to figure out your name, your stage name. And, um, you know, we were all doing a lot of drugs and drinking, and we were in some some uh, coffee shop, and I said, um, okay, whoever walks through the front door, I'm going to have the universe send me my name, and whatever on their shirt will be my name. And then this trucker walked in, and he had the, the word Raven on his shirt, so I said, that's it, Raven. And everybody was like, oh, shit, that's the perfect name. Wow. And then always because my last name, and um, Matthew Caston was the one that said, we're going to call you Raven O. <laughs> and that's how that, and that's how that started and that's, well, that's who I was and who I am. Well that's yeah. fantastic. The thing about, you know, having guests on our show that for me personally that's so endearing and special is that each time we do and it's someone I've known for decades like yourself, I learn new things yeah. about them. And this is all fantastic history, herstory, Andraja's history that you've mm-hmm. laid down for these children and, 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 and trailblazed for that matter, yeah. in my humble opinion. You know, what's, you know, what's really interesting about the kids now, and I don't, and it, is that there's been a shift because for a while it was very narcissistic and they're only concerned of what's, what's happening in the last couple of weeks. But now I'm yeah. noticing a lot of the kids are actually really deep diving into history and really trying their best to find out more information. I agree. I think, you know what I mean? I actually, and I think also that helped. It's also my attitude has changed because, you know, when you're older and you, you really want, you know, for me, I really want people to learn and the legacy of our our community, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's really and I important. I say community very loosely because it's <laughs> very fractured at times, mm-hmm. you know, but that's how dysfunctional families are. It gets, you know, but something always pulled it together, right? And for the longest time, I was always kind of like frustrated and disappointed because I work with a lot of, well, I used to work with nothing but young people, artists and performers, and a lot of them queer, a lot of them, you know, um, not what, what they call non-binary. They don't 
identify mm-hmm. as gay or straight or whatever. They identify as something else. I myself identify as Mahu, which is a two-spirit person, being Hawaiian. And so I had to, as, a, as an elder, queer, quote-unquote, trailblazer, as they like to say, I had to change my attitude to be a little bit more kinder and loving and giving. Like, and that's, that's why I'm like always willing to talk about the past and talk about our history and other things that happened and try to like, you know, spread that around because I think it's important because you, if you don't know where you come from, you don't know where you're going to go. Exactly. And, and then things tend, you know to, I mean? so, things tend to resurface and recycle in music and fashion and drag, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, it does, it does, it does. And I, I remember this one queen said to me once, well, I'm original because I never saw all that stuff. I just made it all up. And I was like, actually, right. no. <laughs> take, yes. t- take several like, seats. You didn't have to be there, but the influence of the past, it, it echoes to this present and into the future because as you were growing up as a young child as a baby you saw images and you heard sounds and all those images and sounds spoke to you and that was myself and the people before me and our and our queer ancestors speaking to you and you picked it up because your antenna was up and you you got that vibration Obviously, because when you're young, you always think you're so special and different and unique. It's and true. And that's the beauty of being young, the naivete, right? To be naive and, oh, I'm doing it. But then as you get older and life humbles you and you start realizing, no, there's, it's much deeper than that. You know what I mean? I'm, a, I'm part of a legacy of people who fought and died, literally died and locked up and tortured and all these things. And created incredible art that everybody everybody takes from you know what i mean yeah. it's a really deep deep well that people are bringing getting water from this beautiful creative water from that you know that we all built most of you myself people before me and all the kids now who are actually adding to that well you know they're adding their own thing because now they have all this technology and all this you know, it's like uh, it's, it's it's hard to keep up for people like myself. It's hard to keep up. You know. Yeah. Yeah. But well, there's a lot of platforms now. I mean, and then the the the, uh, the well, they're pan- banning half of them. Well, the pandemic also forced <laughs> people to stay inside, and then yeah. you know, all the social media blew up even more, and you know, everyone. Yeah, became and, then, and what, what what was interesting about that is because um. Everybody was forced to stay inside. Everybody had to like deal with themselves. And I think what happened with a lot of people is that they were communicating more. You know what I mean? It was more. It was. It was not just selfies and yeah. pictures of what mm-hmm. I'm eating. And, and you know, look where I am now. It's like, oh God, that's so boring. I gotta have conversations and, and discuss these things. You know? I mean, I know for myself. During the pandemic, I was lucky because my husband, you know, he had his degree in um, public health. So he knew what was happening even before it came out on the press because he had saw online that something broke out in China. And it's, you know, both of he and I, the thing, one of the things we have in common is that we're both really interested in medicine and science and the law. We have this, you know, we're both very well versed in that, him especially. 
And so he started tracking that virus. He was, that, you know, he started tracking it before it even hit the news. And he told me, "Hun, there's this thing in China that just happened a week ago, and there's, and the, the, it, the, it doesn't look good." And I just looked at him like he was crazy. And then he, a week later, he would say, "If this thing goes to Bangkok, we're going to be in trouble." And then he went to Bangkok. Then he said, "If this thing goes here, if we get a, if we get one of these cases in New York." It's going to be a pandemic, and the whole world will fall apart. And it happened, and wow. we all know what happened after that, mm-hmm. and the people we lost, and and that became very real for us because we lost people that we couldn't believe that happened. If we, you know, like Nasham, you know, and yeah. Mona, you just took the words and, uh, out of my so mouth. Many, so many of so many of my friends, I was like, everybody's getting this thing, but my husband was so in front of it that he actually went to Hawaii before it even hit New York to look, because our plan was to retire in Hawaii. And I was gonna go back home, but it was, it was supposed to happen when I'm 65. I wasn't even 60 yet. And so we had to, we decided, okay, we gotta move, let's move now because this pandemic's gonna hit and Hawaii is the safest place on earth, because it's so isolated. And it was, when we went there, they, they hit Hawaii hard, but then they shut Hawaii down and nobody was allowed to go to Hawaii. We got there right like the week before they shut it down. Mm-hmm. And in about two weeks, there was zero deaths in Hawaii. It was completely under control, but you weren't allowed to do anything. You couldn't go outside unless you were gonna to go to the beach, to go into the ocean. Oh darn. Um, to surf. <laughs> yeah, so, you, you, so it was like, and it was beautiful because there was nothing, nobody there it was just little, you know, local people so i love it yeah i was gonna say of all the places that you could have spent the pandemic uh i think you you kind of lucked out uh but um, i did i did i did luck out and you know and i have everybody i my my family all of you were in new york and i was desperately worried about everybody you know i was you know it was it was stressful though but it was to be so far away from new york and although i had my family there 
Unfortunately, we're running out of time, but we will definitely have you back another time to give us some more stories. I mean, the whole thing. Uh, yes. There's a, there's a so lot whenever, to cover. Whatever you need me. Whatever you need me. We here. appreciate that. And yeah. thank you so much for your time to be with us today. I know it's way early out there on, on the uh, yeah, time differential. What, eight, eight, eight hours listen, behind us. I get up at 3 a.m. every morning. Wow. Ooh, well, hey, girl. Yeah, I guess the, my husband goes, is that the jet lag? Or, uh, I can't. I can't he, he goes bodyboarding. <laughs> Every day for like three, four hours. I used to go with him, but because of my you know, my bone disease, I can't surf or bodyboard anymore. So I just like you know, I get up and I make him breakfast, and I just go and I start I do I paint. That's all I do. Well, we do want to remind all of our listeners to check Raven O out on the socials. Uh, you can follow Raven on Instagram at the real Raven O, all one word, and also check out Raven's art at www.ravenokapuniart.com. That's I know I butchered that. I'm so sorry. It's Raven O Kapuni Art. Ka'apuni. You got it, baby. You got oh, okay, it. okay, <laughs> word. Look, we're all we're all getting a little lesson in Hawaiian today, and we'll be posting those links in today's episode information. So definitely check all that out. Yeah, send over the Hawaiian glossary, and we'll uh, yeah, definitely we'll, post that. We'll so add we a vocabulary. Spread uh, word the aloha. Yes. <laughs> I will. I will. Okay. I'll make a. I'll make a. I'll make something special for you. All right. Well, thank you so much, Raven O, for joining us. And kids, thank you all for sticking with us. You're listening to Yes, She Did.
and haven't lost me yet. Sit the turkey to the carving knife, which it is what you get. A fresh and lovely summer's day we thought would never end. Sit the bloodhound to the staggered bay, I thought you were my friend.
like to take yourself for a night in New York, you can. Come on down to 1 Jackson Street for an all-new installation of the Butch Queens Express with Gant Johnson. Oh, yeah, that's me. Yeah. That's that's she. Um, uh, right by the freeway. Oh, uh, yeah. Easy on, easy off. Free parking on yeah. the street. Yes, yes. And there's a, a dog run across the street. There is, yeah. I mean, clean Although, up after your pet. Yeah, that, it's Please. not cute. You neighbors yeah. that live by Exley that take your dogs in there and you're not cleaning up, that's not cute. Shame. 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 Our Lady of Mount St. Carmel yes. will get you for that. St. Uh, uh, Mount, Mount St. Mount Carmel, but yeah, whatever, yes, whatever, whoever. But um, but uh, yes, it is my department, and I too will be on One Jackson Street. But tomorrow, Mar, um, that's Friday for uh, an all-new installation of 
moist towelette. Uh, like we said, we're recording this in the past, so I'm it's not really exactly confusing. sure what's happening with the RuPaul's Drag Race situation. It might get canceled by the 27th. But who I, yeah, who knows? But um, yeah, if it isn't happening, you can catch me at uh, 9 p.m. Uh, uh, at the Exley for Moist Towelette. And uh, then Sunday, Sunday, Chill Vibes with Aunt Johnson at Breezin. It's not a tea dance, but the thought is there. Yeah, it's the thought that counts. And uh, we're uh, going to be with you for the next 50 minutes or so here on the Face Radio. This is Elbow Bones and the Racketeers. Elbow Bones. Jazz hands.
thing in the world that I won't do. I'll give the world to you if you want me to. I'll do anything. I'm nothing in the world that I won't do. I'll give the world to you if you want me to. I'll do anything.
step out on the line, come show off yourself. <laughs> Yo, I'm sorry, I thought you were someone else. I gotta go, I gotta go, I gotta go. go. I gotta go, I gotta go, I gotta go. go. I gotta go, I gotta go, I gotta go. go. Just don't know, I just don't know. Gotta go, I gotta go, I gotta go. I gotta go, I gotta go, I gotta go. I gotta go, I gotta go, I gotta go. Just don't know, I just don't know. Gotta go, I gotta go, I gotta go. I gotta go, I gotta go, I gotta go. I gotta go, I gotta go, I gotta go. Just don't know, I just don't know. Gotta go, I gotta go, I gotta go. I gotta go, I gotta go, I gotta go. I gotta go, I gotta go, I gotta go. See something ain't right. It's the stroke like Van Damme. Oh man, you now you and out. I cannot dig it. I cannot dig it. No, black yo. I cannot dig it. Listen, hun. I mean, uh, it's nice looking at you. I just have to go. My man is right over there. I have to go, my huh? I'm on my way, Black. I'm on my. Have a number or something? Listen, it's uh seven six five four three two one. What area code is that? One nine hundred. Listen here, dear. Step to the rear. Find yourself a seat. Buy yourself a beer. Eat some pretzels. Go play some videos. Thank you for your time, honey. But how I gotta go? I think I lost my coat. And plus I'm double parked. I thought you was my girl. You see, I can't see in the dark. Anyway, I'm out. Out is what I be. I've got to step with the viscosity. When you see your honey by the strobe light. Black, I hope you got good sight. For honey that you see, like the Shakespeare soliloquy, maybe or may not be all that. In fact, quite whack with the girl that makes you stop crack. But neither here nor there, fear. Unless, of course, you don't care. Listen, baby girl, let me say it slow. I have to go. Not to this, but let's disperse. Yo, I'll see you later unless I see you first. I gotta go, I gotta go, I gotta go. go. I gotta go, I gotta go, I gotta go. go. I gotta go, I gotta go, I gotta go. go. Just don't know, and I just don't know. Gotta go, I gotta go, I gotta go. I gotta go, I gotta go, I gotta go. I gotta go, I gotta go, I gotta go. Just don't know, and I just don't know. Gotta go, I gotta go, I gotta go. I gotta go, I gotta go, I gotta go. I gotta go, I gotta go, I gotta go. Just don't know, and I just don't know. Gotta go, I gotta go, I gotta go. I gotta go, I gotta go. 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 Just don't know. And I just don't know. Gotta go. I 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 gotta go. Just don't know. And I just don't know. Gotta go. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.
Yeah, she did. I know you will. I know. Oh, no, no, she didn't. No, she didn't. Oh well, my it's god! Actually, yeah, it's, it's the end of the it's, show. It's log. Time flies. It when does. You're having fun. Yes. Um. Uh, I hope that y'all will be dancing, flogged. dancing into the stars. Uh, with a uh, Gant this evening. Don't forget to pledge me for my rides. DM me for details. Yes, Abraham Lincoln bio. Um, and also be sure to check out Raven O's uh, Instagram at the real Raven O. She's the real one. She is the real one. The real thing. The real like Coca Cola. Yes. Uh, and um, uh, in the past, Gant and I had a very, very busy Saturday. Um, and Which no longer matters because that was weeks ago. It was weeks ago. But uh, just know that uh, to... Trey's back on the weed, y'all. They, uh, listen. You, you heard it here first. You or two weeks later. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we hope that you all... Have a lovely, lovely weekend. Uh, join us, like I said, tonight at 1 Jackson Street, the Exley, where everybody knows you're gay. And uh, that'll be the Butch Queens Express with Gant Johnson tomorrow night. You can join me at Moist Chalet, also at 1 Jackson Street, the Exley. And on Sunday, chill vibes only with Breezin with Gant Johnson. It's not a tea dance. But the thought is there. Oh. Oh. It's and the thought that counts. Yeah. And we'll see you all next week. Go, girl. Dance into the stars with Log. Yeah.